When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From behind the stumps to behind the mic, nothing gets past Smithy. This is Mornings with Ian Smith on SENZ. Welcome into Mornings with Ian Smith. Daniel McCarty again in the chair for Smithy. Huge thanks to Scotty Stevenson and Ant Strawn. Brilliant commentary as per usual from those two fine students of the game. Really gripping encounter as many of us expected prior to the game. Uh, joy for Japan Sorrow for Samoa. We'll get onto that in just a moment. This is Mornings with Ian Smith with Brent, your local John Deere equipment supplier. What's coming up on this uh, truncated show? Uh, we will catch up with Duplessis Karifi out of the Wellington Lions, who sit atop of the uh, NPC in 2023. I don't think they can be caught. Um, you'd think I'd know that, Louis, right, with my Wellington bias on. I don't think they can be uh, caught with uh, the few games remaining in the season. But the Log Award is up for grabs again. They return to Sky Stadium. They're taking on Hawks Bay. Reasonably near neighbours. Uh, lots of starch in this uh, contest over the years. Uh, very much looking forward to seeing how that one goes. We'll catch up with uh, the outstanding loose forward from the Wellington Lions after 11 o'clock. Also joining us later today on the Bulletin, uh, he's fresh off grilling a couple of reasonably well-known politicians. I'm not sure we'll grill him as much. I'm sure he'll write some love letters to Kieran Crowley from Taranaki. I'd like to know um, who he thinks is more important uh, in Taranaki sport, Kieran Crowley or Smiley Barrett. Um, I, we will ask those questions of uh, the one, the only, Mr. Paddy Gower. He's going to be our guest on the bulletin before 12 o'clock. Uh, we'll try and cram in your thoughts too on 0800 You can text us on double eight double three. How about you do that now? Because we're going to open the lines up very shortly after I, um, I, I guess I take to the dais right now. Sport is our religion. And here is Smithy's Sermon. Yeah, congratulations to Japan. Job done, and they have breath in the Rugby World Cup while there is heartbreak for Samoa. While the brave effort for Mono Samoa, especially the way they finished that game when they were down to, what, 14 players for 40 minutes? Yes, that's due to their own doing. I get that due to yellow and red cards, but in a losing effort, they uh, were rather brave against the brave Blossoms. I have a huge amount of sympathy for Manu Samoa fans. I think Samoa is a prime example of the poor stewardship of world rugby over the past generation to foster real development in areas, areas rather where there is passionate support and a hugely talented player base. Samoa have contributed so much to Rugby World Cups over the years. Who can forget 1991 when Western Samoa beat Wales 16 points to 13. They pushed the eventual champions, losing to Australia just 9-3 at that tournament. They thrashed Argentina to book a spot in the quarterfinals where they lost to Scotland. 95, they thrashed Italy, who are now a Six Nations team. They beat Argentina, now a rugby championship team, and lose to South Africa in the quarterfinals. 1999, they thrashed Japan. Right? Japan. They thrashed Japan. They beat Wales again and lost a quarterfinal to Scotland. 2003, they played England, the eventual champions, gave them a massive fright, leading the game with about 15 minutes to go in group play. They had two wins at that tournament and just failed to make the quarterfinals in a group with England and South Africa, two pretty 
pretty decent sides. But unfortunately, since then, there has been a real malaise. And yes, Samoan Rugby also is culpable for this and needs to accept some blame as well. But let's face it, there have been a number of obstacles to overcome and World Rugby just hasn't helped clear that path. One obvious issue simply is time together. They're seemingly always racing to build a squad. Just don't play enough. Especially not in front of their own people. This is such a troubling stat. Since the All Blacks played in Apia in 2015, only Georgia, Wales, Tonga and Fiji. That's it. That's it. Only those nations and two nations from outside their region have ventured to that beautiful country to play. I repeat, Georgia, Wales, Tonga and Fiji. Yes, there are logistical challenges, but surely that number has to alarm you. Here's some alarming numbers too in Pool D. Fascinating from here on in. England are through 14 points. They will be in the quarterfinals. Japan in second half on nine points with two wins from three. Samoa out the back door, it does seem, on six points, one win from three. And Argentina, four points from two games with a win and a loss. Who will progress? Well, Argentina play Chile next. Surely a bankable five points, even for a stuttering Argentina. England in Samoa. And then Japan and Argentina. You simply have one extra Rugby World Cup quarterfinal, people. And I hope you enjoy it. And before I get off the dais today... It's an extended one, sorry team. A huge shout out to the one and only Mr. Sam Whitelock. What a player. Tomorrow morning, he will break the record for most test caps for the All Blacks. He goes past one, Richie McCaw, who had an incredible career, 148 caps. Sam Whitelock debuted versus Ireland in 2010, so long ago that even Izzy Dag had his real hair and was playing. What an impressive resume Whitelock has forged. He's agile, mobile, athletic, formidable, and a great blend, all of those things, what you need from a modern lock. And let's not forget durable. A vastly underrated feature of any rugby player is that ability to be available to play. He was the fastest New Zealander to 100 test matches. He's played against 18 nations, including the Lions. And how's this for a record? In his 148 tests, he's won 121 of them. Lost 21 and drawn six. He's lost 21. Will Jordan's lost nine in his short career. Lots of winning, Sam Whitelock. Two World Cups. Never lost a Bledisloe Cup. A bag of rugby championships. A swag of super rugby titles. Damn those super rugby titles. Numerous times named to the World Rugby Team of the Year. The music's gone off, which means I should probably shut up. But this is Sam Whitelock we're talking about. And uh, his uh, record is phenomenal. Part of the Laureus Sports Award Team of the Year as well. And you can... And if you can add in a third Rugby World Cup title to that list, he will become the only person to have done that and will become the most decorated player the game has ever known. So congratulations uh, to Sam Whitelock. I hope you go past 150 by at least a couple. There you have it. That's my thoughts. We'll open the lines. You may want to reflect on that Samoa Japan game or just give me your feelings on what Sam Whitelock has contributed to New Zealand rugby over the the past, what, 14 seasons. Our number's 0800 You can text the show on double eight double three. Back after this break, it is 22 away from 11. Brand are experts in agriculture, covering your equipment, parts and service needs to help you succeed in your field. Summer or winter, he's the voice of sport in Aotearoa. This is Mornings with Ian Smith on SENZ.
16 away from 11 o'clock. Let's get to the lines. Goldie, morning. How are you? Daniel, how's it going? Great, just, thank you. Um, enjoying the coverage. I was just a bit disappointed with the old Samoa today. I, I had them in the picks, so I'm slightly gutted about that. And um, yeah, I just really, so. you know, wanted to play to the big, big semi, you know, the 148. He's a paragon of a man, isn't he? He's an absolute, absolute cracker. Hey, I was just thinking that your guest after 11, the old Duplessis, I was thinking back to the ABs. In those good days, Richie was around, and they, Sappers had a, had a picture called Henrik Rousseau. Do you, mem- do you remember that fellow? I do. He, I do indeed. He was great, great over the ball. Great over the ball. And I think, I think there's a spot there for someone like Duplessis because he's so strong on that ball, isn't he? He rips it away. He's a turnover's man. Is he too little? What would be in his way? Uh, I, I I don't think he's too little. I I think he's an All Black next year. He's an all. He was in the All Blacks fifteen this year, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, what well, some some players yeah. are moving on. I I think he's international caliber. I think we're really blessed there. Um, I I think he's right in behind a, a Dalton Papali, um, who who's probably just edging him at the moment. Is obviously edging him. But the guy's played over 60 Super Rugby games. He's 26. He's of a good age. You know, 26 would make you young in this current All Blacks forward pack. You know, they're quite long in the two. So I, I, I've got no issues with seeing him in, uh, you know, at the top, top level. He's a leader. You know, he's, he's got the mana. So, yeah, hey, good luck to him. Good luck to him. And, uh, Dan, the old Cricket World Cup are the, are the caps a chance? I'd like to think so. I, I, I will always think so, based on what they've done at previous uh, World Cups. And you, and you look at that uh, that, that lineup; uh, it's a strong bowling group. You know, quality batting in there as well. Uh, I, I think we at times sort of mistakenly think, "Oh, only spinners do well in one-day cricket in India." But you look at you look at the home side; they've relied on Siraj and Shami leading the way, picking up wickets. You know, swing is going to play a big part there as well. So. I give us a good chance. I'm not sure if it's a great chance, though, God. We appreciate your call, mate. Go enjoy your day. Thanks. My pleasure. Let's get to John. Hey, John. Our number is 0800 by the way. Give us a call. Short window to chat. G'day, John. Yeah, morning, morning. Hey, um, yeah, I was a bit disappointed with Samoa as well. I think you see the difference between Samoa, Tonga, and Fiji. Fiji have played together for a while, and you're starting to see that come to fruition. Yep, and Super Rugby's played a big part of that, right? For Fiji in particular. Oh, he's gone. His phone dropped out. Okay. Pay the bill, John. Pay your bills, mate. Pay your bills. Hey, how about well, we get a non-biased perspective, Louis Herman Watt? Duplicy Karifi. Is, is he's international calibre? He's a gun. Yeah, he's a real gun. He, he is a gun, and... He is, he's, but I find this tricky because I'm about to have a, well, this is kind of half biased, but then there's guys like Billy Harmon, who I would probably put in that same category, and even Tom Christie. Like, there's just a glut of these gun open sides that I don't know whether they need good fortune or what to get a crack, but I get the feeling once they got into the group, that'd be very hard to get out of the group, if you know what I mean. Mm, It'll be fascinating to see, um, well, for a number of reasons, right? As, as far, that, that first squad name next year, for you know the first squad of the year, uh, at times can get a little bit. Ooh, I know who's going to be in the squad. I think there's going to be genuine fascination 
uh, I think there's going to be lots of discussion in the weeks leading up to it. It will be great. Um, where are we going next, fellas? Is it Cliff? I think it's no? just uh, oh, we're, we're, we're not, we don't have him at the moment. But there are a couple. There's one text here, and there's there's one text okay. Get here to the text. That uh, yeah, Rory will not be hitting the first ball in the Ryder Cup tonight. So just uh, for every, anybody that I got their hopes excited yesterday, apologies. And no, it'll probably be John Rahm, but it might be Terrell Haddon. So Come on, mate. let's just get that out of the way. You always and it's Johnny Rahm, Johnny Rahm yeah. every day. And don't give me this Rory McIlroy is the leader of uh, Europe. A, a fiery Spaniard will always be the heart and soul of a European Ryder Cup team, Louis Herman. What? Uh, well, yeah, they, and I watched a video yesterday, and your man Sevi was um, uh, highly, highly illustrated, actually, and they're channeling his spirit. So, yes, it does make sense. It does indeed. Mark writes here, this is uh, an interesting one. Uh, first off, do you think Michael Leach would have been in the ABs if he stayed in New Zealand? Second, I've got no sympathy for Samoa, any team that plays the game hard and to the letter of the law, you push the boundary sooner or later, and you're going to stuff up, writes Mark. Yeah, Mark, I agree in the sense of that game, right? Ben Lamb's red card is a red card. Come fight me if you don't think it is. Like, seriously, he's got so much time to lower his tackle height. It's not instinct. It's not reactive. It's not just a collision. He has lined him up, and he smoked him with the shoulder onto the head. It's a red card, right? It's a red card. So, yeah, I'm with you, Mark. Um, masters of their own demise. They made it so hard for themselves. But I guess where I, my sympathy comes from is more broadly speaking is have we done enough? I, I, I think I, I think I've been my my senses have been heightened on the subject matter based on what I've seen out of Fiji. Based on how long have they been in Super Rugby, Louis? Uh two what? seasons. Yeah, and we're already starting to bear the fruits of it, right? I think so. Yeah, you know, beating England at Twickenham in front of thirty thousand fans, all to- all Fijian. What a, what a wonderful sight. As far as, first off, do you think Michael Leach would have been an all-black uh, if he stayed in New Zealand? Well, if he had, if he'd played at that level we've seen from him on the biggest stages of them all consistently over and over and over and over again, he would have been in the mix. I'm not sure if um, he would have been a nailed-on starter but you know, a lot, a lot, a lot of players have had one or two games here or there. He just ne- he never lets you down. This is uh, Michael Leach. Uh, I love that loose forward trio. Him, Lubaskakni, and Himeno. I think they made combined fifty-four tackles in their previous game. That, that that's just stupid, absolutely stupid. Let's go to Lemmy. Hey, Lemmy. Hey, Daniel. Hey, Daniel. Um, I just want to know how come you get. Hello, can you hear me? I can. Hello? Oh, how come you get cheeky about Palmerston North? I just want to know that. <laughs> but where are you from anyway? I just want to know. you from Wellington? No, would you like to know my, my history? This will bore you to tears. I was born on the North Shore of Auckland, <laughs> spent 10 years there, and then moved to Wellington uh, no for about wonder. two and a half, and then, moved, and then moved to Dunedin. I spent time in Dunedin, where my, uh, my father's family is uh, from, Dunedin and Southland, uh, and then moved back to Wellington. Oh. You know, oh, if, okay. if, I, if I put you off, Palmerston North. Well, I, I yeah, love Palmerston North. I love driving past yeah. it. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I like going past. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anyway, Daniel. <laughs> well, Wellington and Manawatu, we can't. We're not allowed to get along, Lemmy. You know that. 
Yeah, I know them, mate. Yeah, well, Wellington can stay in Wellington, mate. You can have the winter <laughs> as well and the cold and ice. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. um, <laughs> cricket. <laughs> hey, I'll pick, I'll hit you. You cheeky or I didn't. Hey, anyway, are you calling tomorrow? Yep. Are you calling yep. the game tomorrow? Got the game tomorrow. Who's your co-host tomorrow? Who's your co-host tomorrow? Well, there's no Saturday session tomorrow because of the rugby, um, yeah, but, but Mr. Um, Christian Cullen, you've probably heard of him, right? Being a being oh, a yeah, well, listen point. to him, then you anyway, so there we go. <laughs> Lemmy, we'll finish it there. You win. You win. I tap out. I tap out. Fantastic, Lemmy. Love the banter. Keep your calls coming. And all text, double eight, double three, seven away from 11, back after this. And are experts in agriculture, covering your equipment, parts and service needs to help you succeed in your field. Summer or winter, he's the voice of sport in Aotearoa. This is Mornings with Ian Smith on SENZ. The loveracing.nz update. Your home for everything thoroughbred racing. Visit loveracing.nz. Racing's biggest fan. Righty ho, we are just coming up to 11 o'clock. We don't have heaps of time for a conduced show today, but uh, it's important we crash this out because today they're racing at Tarapa. So obviously Group 1 racing at Hastings tomorrow and down here at Rickerton, which is wet. It's a heavy track. There's a heavy track at Tarapa as well. And there's really nice horses going around today, including probably the second favourite in the 2000 guineas, Crochetti in the first. This three-year-old race in the first is a ripper. There's nice horses in it. So we'll be watching that at about 23 minutes past 12. There's a couple of open handicap races, including a sprint, race three. Sacred Satono goes around, but watch out for Highlighter back on a wet track. She's a mare in very good form. And then tonight... At Mooney Valley, remember, the New Zealand mare, Imperatrice, she takes on the Australian Group 1 sprinters, and we know how hard that is to do. She's going to start a very short favourite in the Group 1 Moya stakes, but we will be watching that. If you can stay up to quarter past 12, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll go to sleep and send an alarm, because we've got work to do tomorrow, and we're back tomorrow with more racing and more tipping to do. But just Tarapa today into the valley tonight enjoy it and um we'll talk a bit of harness racing i've got a couple of tips from greg o'connor to share in the next hour daniel thank you very much uh louis herman wrong according to the text line louis i knew your samoa put would kill my multi more like louis herman wrong well why did you On finish then <laughs> what why did you if you knew he was going to be wrong why did you go with it here uh, and a chance for him to, to talk about a man he has more than a, a bit of affection for in the form of uh, Italian rugby coach, former All Black, Mr. Kieran Crowley. Uh, that is all still to come here in our final hour, or with Brant, your local John Deere equipment supplier. couple of messages. This will wind up, Louis. Uh, Daniel, I agree. Duplessis Carifi should definitely be an All Black next year, but unfortunately he has a major roadblock in front of him, and it's called Razor, who is likely to pick <laughs> many non-Crusaders. Here's it's the true. It's true. <laughs> yeah. There's more of a chance with Razor. If Razor then appoints Louis Herman Watt as his chief selector, then he's in a whole heap of trouble. Then he's absolutely in massive trouble. There's no denying that. Um, and powerful Moss tomorrow, Louis. I don't know if that's a question or a statement or a dig at you. <laughs> I, I, I'm really confused. What Mark has said on that message. It's a horse. <laughs> right. Excellent. I, I'm, um, I'm way more enlightened for that. 
Uh, keep your messages coming through on the Timber and Bed Poster text machine on double eight double three. It is uh, four minutes after eleven o'clock. Let's go inside the Wellington Lions camp. They're humming along. Ran Philly Shields. Tucked away for another week at least after their result last weekend. Duplessis Kariffi joins us out of the Wellington Lions. He's loving life like I am because at every opportunity, it sounds like you're trying to watch this Rugby World Cup too and do your day job. How are you doing? Yeah, good. Thank you, Barry. Thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, I haven't watched too many games, to be honest, but uh try uh, try pop one on on my phone when I've got a spare minute. So it's, it's been entertaining so far. You had a few minutes to watch the Japan Samoa game. Pretty tight, wasn't it? What did you glean in those few seconds you got to watch? Yeah, it was pretty tight. Um, Street Fighter, no thoughts from me, bro. I was just a bit <laughs> um, gutted that Samoa couldn't get get over the line towards the end of the game. But but um, it's good to see the boys enjoying it. Yeah, I'm with you, mate. Gutted for them. So close. What a great fight. But, you know, playing with 14 on the field for 40 minutes, mm, I think it was, mm. with yellows and reds. Man, that makes it tough. So the way they finished, I think they could hold their heads up really, really high. A bit like you boys. You must be, um, you know, just loving life in, in Wellington. Things are just going great, Guns. Not only this year, last. How are you all feeling? Eight foot tall? Nah, not at all. Um, we, uh, we talk about... Riding the highs and the lows and, and not going too high or too low. So, uh, yeah, we're doing well at the moment and we're enjoying, I guess, um, you know, the, the way we're playing and, and how the season is going, but we're not getting ahead of ourselves at all. And, and we talk about um, having no room for complacency. So that's the, that's the chat within the camp. I, I, I'm guessing in a lot of ways you wanted to raise the bar from last year. It was a pretty high bar, wasn't it? But this year, unbeaten. To do that, you've got to maintain that sort of attitude you've just described. So how do you do that? How do you actually not get too high and not get too low? What, what, what does that exactly mean? Yeah, 100% after last year. Um, you know, we always want to grow and get better. So the challenge was for this year to, I guess, do what we're doing at the moment. Um, but we're not there yet. And um, I think just, just reminding ourselves that, you know, the shield's still available, um, still on the line. And then I post that, it's, it's, it's a win or, lose, win or lose environment. So just because we're going so well now doesn't mean we're going to be where we need to be at the end of the year if we get complacent. So um, just, just subtle reminders as we, as we keep moving through the season to, to keep working hard and, and keep our feet on the ground. How, um, is there a lift in intensity in a, in a shield week? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's uh, there's a, there's no reprieve for us at the moment or all season because away games you obviously you know you want to win because they're a bit harder and and home games everyone's coming to take your head off. So yeah, shield games are definitely uh, bring a lift in intensity and 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 this week um, more than any I'd say with with Hawks Bay looking to um, you know right some wrongs and and they probably had a, a cross on our cross on our back for the for the last year and a bit so. Yeah, we're expecting a pretty tough encounter tomorrow against Hawks Bay. Well, this is a game that means a lot to both teams, even if there wasn't any silverware of any shape or form up for grabs. These two sides like beating each other. There is a history there. But I loved your answer there, you know, uh, the, the, the rise in your voice there, talking about, um, you know, Shield games. It, it, it must be pretty cool, and the team loves the honour, I guess, of having it. Yeah, well, I think the the shield is you know such a historical um, you know piece of rugby history in New Zealand, and um, especially for the older generation. And it's been really cool 
having had it for the last year and a bit, um, seeing the, I guess, the respect and money grow within the group around the young boys, um, you know, they'll be, their dads and granddads will be telling them stories of their Shield experiences back in the day, so for them to have, be creating their own. Um, so early in their career is something pretty special, and, um, and yeah, it brings the best out of us, the challenge of, of not only holding on to it, but looking after it and um, representing it well brings the best out of us, I think. And then you talk about going on the road, and you're so right, they are harder. Is it mentally draining, this season, more, more than previous? Because, you know, there's no weeks you take off. Nah, it's not. It's no mentally, more mentally draining than uh, any, other, any other season. Um, I, I tell you what, I'd rather be winning games and have the pressure of yeah. needing to win more games than having, having um, you know, not won so many games. So... Look, the pressure's always there, um, and life as a rugby player, it's a, you live in a fishbowl. Everyone's, everyone's looking on, whether they want you to succeed or want you to fail. Um, so, you know, at the start of your career, you accept the fact that there's going to be pressure in your everyday life. Um, but it's, we talk about pressure being a privilege, and um, the type of pressure we're experiencing at the moment is definitely something that we've worked really hard to earn. So, to be honest, mate, I don't take it for granted at all, and, and I embrace it. I embrace it. Uh, last one. You must be quite proud of how miserable you guys are. Let me explain. 128 points conceded in just nine games. What's that? 13, 14 points a game. You're stingy. Stingy. How proud <laughs> are you of that defensive effort? <laughs> oh, look, I think a um, couple of games there we leaked a few points. And um, I think I, in a previous interview, said it was slightly disappointing. And a lot of people were like... <laughs> hitting me up about, you know, being disappointed even though we, we won by so much. And I said, yeah, well, you know, we've got high standards for ourselves. And um, and that's probably why we're sitting where we sit. So, you know, yeah, our defence is going well. Um, there have been games when it's been, you know, amazing. But we need to keep it on, to be fair. There's still four more games, hopefully, for us. And, and if we sit there and rest on our laurels and, and look at the kind of statistics side of things, we might get carried away. So as long as the boys turn up tomorrow night and use both of their shoulders and, uh, and get that thing um, between their shoulders working, I'll be happy. <laughs> Good man. Appreciate your time. I know you're really busy. Thanks for dropping by. Go well. Keep up the great work. Cheers, Daniel. Thank you. Anytime. My pleasure. Take it easy, mate. Bye-bye. Duplessis Karifi, who we caught up with just a short time ago before going to air. They are busy today preparing for tomorrow's uh, Shield Challenge um, against Hawke's Bay. I call this encounter, Louis Herman, what the Clint Newland Cup match. The Clint Newland Cup match. For, for, for all the youngins out there and the quizzical look you're giving me, just YouTube Clint Newland 2007 Namir Tialata. I think I think you know what I'm talking about now. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get you now. That Clint Newland. Yeah, gee, there's a flashback. There's a name. There's someone I probably haven't thought about, Clint Newland, in I would suggest 12, 13 years. So, um, I, I wonder with Hawks Bay, when did when do they reach their quota of having too much shield? And I, I'm just trying to work 60s? out who who I who I, <laughs> who, I who do I want to win? As an innocent bystander, who do I want to win this weekend? Because Wellington's dominance is... Well, I mean, if it's not irritating the rest of the country, are you really a fan of your own union? I mean, I respect the hell out of it, and I respect Duplessis Karifi's um, high standards motto and the way he's leading that team. I thought he came across super Come there on, in mate. that interview. But oh, he do always who does. Do he speaks really well. He's a real leader. But, you know, Wellington have only held the shield twice since losing it to Canterbury in, like, 1981, Louis. Come on, let us have our moment.
But you've had it. You've had plenty of it. You've had it nine times this year. Well, five. How many defences? Four of them? That's not a long run, is it? Long enough. You asked if Hawksbay had their quota. From the 60s, they had their quota. Hawksbay can wait another 100 years. And they'll still have a richer history than than most provinces around New Zealand with the log of wood. Do you know what today is, Daniel? You must know what today is. It's Friday. The 29th of September. Do you know what happened on the 29th of September uh, 22 years ago? I used to be the history guy. You, you're gonna you're gonna hate this, but you're gonna you're gonna hate yourself for not knowing what it is. Twenty two years ago, two thousand one. Wellington, was it? Two thousand one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on, carry on. Put me out of my misery. Steve Walsh. Yeah, Ben Blair. Oh, so that's right. So on the thirtieth, the thirtieth of September, I earned my first Qantas Media Award. Uh, for getting Steve Walsh on the show, who admitted on live radio that he had a preconceived idea about how Wellington would play that game and ref the match accordingly. And a, and a quite staggering admission. A quite staggering admission from a referee. Just an honest day's right. work. You know, Kevin Sinnott did the interview. Kevin, Kevin Sinnott did the interview and fried him. So well done, Sinnott. Brilliant work. I still can't believe Walsh answered the phone and agreed to have a chat to a Wellington radio station. <laughs> the day after that game. Yeah. Oh, I can remember so vividly in the bright sunshine, Ben Blair on the right hand, you know, the right hand edge, right? Yes. Running from right to left as, you know, at that, that stadium, smashing on and scoring, breaking our hearts. Oh, gosh. So, just just as as you were talking about Wellington's shield misery, arc, that kind of sprung to mind. I saw that earlier today. Yeah. You're right. It hasn't, hasn't been a glittering um, history. But, but uh, yeah, and, and Hawks Bay, I guess Smithy's not here, so we don't have to appease him. So maybe I am Team Wellington this week, <laughs> as long as we can stop them in the finals. But they are a superb team. You made the point in the week. It's it's a sad irony that they are building yeah. a dynasty, a, a really amazing team, and, and no one seems to care. But I think people that watch do care, and they play the right way. And I, yeah, blown away by Karifi yeah. as well. I think he's a, a fantastic like- chat. Speaking of Hawks Bay, uh, and help me out, I saw this story, and I'll, I'll read you know a couple of uh, paragraphs from it from a few days ago. I'd love to get an update from people in the Bay about this. Um, and I'll read the story. Um, I, sh- I should probably uh, credit uh, the right organisation, uh, the local um, paper up there had an interesting yarn. It was Hawks Bay Today, surely? Something surely. like that. Yeah, Hawks Bay Today. Thank you, Hawks Bay Today. Um, the chance of Hawks Bay's most experienced Ranfurly Shield player having a role in Saturday's Magpies Challenge against Wellington hangs in the balance, and it's not no certainty whether he can travel. It's almost at almost sixty years old. Giant mascot Hawkeye is fit and ready to go, and his trailer's registered roadworthy with Wakakotahi New Zealand's transport agency, but he's got no one to take him to the big match. Owner and custodian Simon Tremaine, whose late father, the great Cal Tremaine, was a hero of the great 1960s Hawks Bay Ranfurly Shield era, can't make it and said, if anyone wants to take him, they're welcome. Now, Hawkeye is reputed to be the biggest mascot, mascot in team sport worldwide. That's a heck of a claim. Is almost 60 years old and hasn't been to the capital since 1982. Most commonly seen taking more of a rocking chair roll during games at McLean Park. Hawks Bay fans, where is Hawkeye? Is he on the road? <laughs> is he going? 
Can we get an update? Please do let us know. 0800-150-811 or text us double eight uh, double three. I'd be fascinated to, to hear if the 60-year-old giant mascot, Hawkeye, <laughs> is going to be sighted um, near or even inside Sky Stadium. Come on, uh, Mr. Harmon, Shane Harmon, let him in. Let Hawkeye in. Let him in if he arrives in Wellington. Uh, all right. It is time to um, ask you to join the show on 0800-150-811. It's time for Stumped. Yes, earlier than expected, earlier than normal because we've got a truncated show today. Still got a lot to get through. We'll get to the break. And after it, uh, over to you. Give us a call, 0800-150-811. Big names, big games, big money. It's the English Premier League, live on SENZ right through the season. Get the EPL in your ear canal right here. Brand are experts in agriculture, covering your equipment, parts and service needs to help you succeed in your field. Summer or winter, he's the voice of sport in Aotearoa. This is Mornings with Ian Smith on SENZ. Ian Smith's had a good match here. Stumped by Smithy. Ian Smith really is top class at his job. Twenty-two minutes after eleven o'clock. Pressure cooker stuff, Louis Herman. What? So much riding on today's one. What are we up to? We're up to a does, aren't we? Is it a does? Friday freebie yes. up for grabs too. We'll be putting on a multi for you, and you will win the proceeds if you are lucky enough to be the winner of the quiz and a delicious pack of uh, Castle's Craft Beer. Thanks to the great team at Castle's Brewery. R18, drink responsibly. Jackpot, up to 12. Lots to play for. So we much got? to John, play for. John, is it? John, yeah. are you ready to handle the heat? You are from Christchurch. You, you, you'll no doubt thrive under pressure. Oh, of course. Always, Daniel. Always. Thriving. Always, do you, right? You were, you were born for this moment. Born for this moment. <laughs> oh, let's hope, eh? Okay. Good beer, John? Good beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, you're, not a, you're not an industry plant either, John. That's, that's natural. That's real-life exposure. Castle's beer. I like that. Um, John, here's the thing. You might have heard, if you were listening yesterday, what Daniel said he's pretty competent on. So just bear that in mind. You've got NFL American football, MLB baseball, MLB baseball, or you've got basketball. What, what would you like? Tom? Well, I don't know bugger all about any of them, so I did hear what Daniel said, and I know he didn't say basketball, so let's go for that. Not a bad shout. I'm out of touch Good. with NFL and, and basketball at the moment. This is going to be a little bit nervy. I'm nervous. Packing myself. <laughs> um, Look, it's a fair chance. All right, okay. Well, yeah, you were listening to the show yesterday, so this gives you half a leg up. The New Zealand Breakers tip off their 2023-24 AMBL campaign tomorrow night at Spark Arena. Who are they playing, John? Um, well, I think uh, is it the um, Jack Jumpers? One of the worst things I have ever seen done on a cricket field. Oh. Oh my god, I spoke to Casey Frank for 20 minutes about basketball and the AMBL. Memory oh, like no. a sieve. Here's the funny thing about it, John. I was going to go to Jack Jumpers too. <laughs> so, um, I know. I'm pretty sure the Phoenix and Perth played last night, so eliminate them. I don't know. 
it's not it's not a rematch of the grand final because I haven't heard that. So eliminate them. I'm just now running out of teams. The Taipans. That's a couple of chips down the wicket. What a gem! <laughs> He's absolutely jammed. Wellington's never losing the Red Philly Shield ever again. <laughs> if this is any sign. That is that is a tough listen, John. You've been nailed in the last stride there. And do you know the sick thing about that is, John, he didn't even get the teams that played last night right. It oh, did I? <laughs> no, it was, it was Melbourne United and the South East Melbourne Phoenix. Right, John, well, I got sadly, one of you... the two. I got one of yeah. the two. Oh, God, right, John, John, I actually John, feel fair. Oh, John's gone. John's done. We're done with John. John, keep drinking that Castle's beer, though. It is delicious. Tom is in Auckland. Tom, you, you're you in the game here, Tom. Uh, how's your basketball knowledge? Oh, pretty average, but give it a crack. Okay. Welcome to the club, yes. friend. Welcome to the club. All right, Tom, here we go. Yesterday, there was a blockbuster NBA trade. Damian Lillard was sent to the Milwaukee Bucks, okay? Now, earlier in the offseason, another very, very esteemed point guard Chris Paul was also traded which team was he traded to that he'll play for this upcoming NBA season Chris Paul who's he suiting up for is he going to Golden State just a couple of chips down the wicket right in the slot and away it goes that is is he still in the league (laughs) how old is Chris Paul how old is he I think he's 37. He is old. He's getting on. Uh, that's clutch because, yeah, that was a pretty bizarre trade. No, so, well done, Tom. And you've you've got one shot here, Tom. And uh, if McCarty, if you get this wrong, McCarty gets this right, Jamie and Nelson stay on the line because we need someone to win today. So, you're going to get a shootout question. Um, but it's all on you, Tom. Ball's in your court. Breakers great Tom Abercrombie is set to reach a huge milestone in his career for number of games yep. played as a breaker. That's tomorrow night. What number match is he going to play? Uh, uh, bring it home. Bring what? it home. Well, you just cut out there. Did you oh, repeat that? Just a couple of chips down the wicket. Right in the slot. And away it goes. Yes, boy. Well done, Tom. Yeah, Very good. Tom, hey. congratulations. Yes. Sorry, you just said something, Tom. You, you, your line's cut out again. Oh, I just said, luckily I was listening yesterday. That's what I like to hear, my friend. <laughs> okay. So, Tom, this is how this works. We've got a leg each, and we are well and truly due. We've been dancing around it with two legs getting up and somebody missing out. But today I feel very, very good about mine because I'm handballing it to Greg O'Connor, and his best bet tonight at Addington is a horse that I'm going to take top four. Artie's Express. So that's my leg. Top four Artie's Express. So I'm giving ourselves big insurance here at a dollar eighty. Yep. Daniel, what was your tip to go into the multi? Uh, word of warning, this was what I like to call the double emotional hedge. So they're already red light to be going off here. Because uh, I'm filling in for Smithy, I, and, and he's a big Spurs man, and I'm a big Liverpool man, I, I felt compelled to go for the Liverpool uh, Spurs game in the English Premier League this, more, uh, this weekend. Um, and I don't want Smithy to be sad, so I, I've gone the draw paying $3.75. Oh. Tom, you? Um, well, I'm a I'm a diehard Steelers fan. County Steelers. Actually, my father-in-law played for Northland many games, so he won't be happy about that. But I'm gonna have to pick the. Can Steelers. we get a name check? 
Chris Hull. Nice. Nice, Chris. How you doing, Chris? Hope you're doing all right. Uh, I think I'll pick the Steelers 13 plus against Otago. I love the energy there. 13 plus. Let me punch this in at $2.90. Yep, delicious. $19.57 odds for your multi. We're going to stick a $50 bonus bet on that for you, getting yourself back 928 bucks if we can just do ourselves something. We can just... We just get lucky one weekend. Uh, I feel good about mine. McCarty's double hedging, so who knows what's going to happen there. And the Steelers, I like the energy for you, Tom. So that is on for you, mate. And uh, we'll take your details and all the best. Champion, boys. Have a good weekend. Well done, Tom. Thanks for your time, mate. Yes. Do appreciate it. Excellent stuff. Um, love it when people leave as winners. Mm. Uh, and I love mm. it when I completely burgle an answer to eliminate someone from Christchurch. <laughs> Completely it was so grubby. <laughs> so it was, wasn't it? It's like a nick through the slips to go to 97 <laughs> and then getting an inside edge past Luke's time to bring up your 100. You still raise your bat, though, Louie. You're still Actually, going, he, yes. Here's what's, here's what's happened. since Because the idea's stumped, right? So he's danced down the wicket. Yeah. And the ball's gone through. You've gone to glove it. You've dropped it. He's turned to dive to back in his crease. He's slipped. You've been able to pick the ball up and then take the battles off. It's just a calamity. Exactly. It's like one of those clips you see on those uh, village cricket, um, you know, social media yes. accounts, which are just, ma- which are just magnificent. European cricket. Those in perpetuity f- for the rest of my life. I would be a happy man. Excellent stuff. Uh, thanks so much. Uh, remember, um, you can always... Uh, so what was that? So EPL, draw, he went counties to win. 13 plus. And Louis went for some race that I wasn't paying any attention to. Catch the best of live racing. Download the TRB app today. Please gamble responsibly. It is R18. It is bang on, what, 29 minutes away from 12 o'clock. Time to head to the news. To the sports desk. What's fresh? What's making waves? Let's find out. Time indeed for the Sports Desk with Polaris. Polaris special offers are on now at your local Polaris dealer. Here is our dealer of good news. It's Louis Herman Watt. I guess this is fine news. I wouldn't call it good news. But Sean Johnson, it's not necessarily unsurprising. He's uh, made himself unavailable for the Kiwis end of year uh, tests. So um, he's just finished his 13th NRL season. He played a lot of the games he went in within one point, as we know, of winning the Dally M, and he just said his body needs a break. He's 33 now, so I don't see this as a massive shock. It's obviously a little bit disappointing for the Kiwis and Kiwis fans, but I think we all understand it. So that was news this morning, and here's one for you, Daniel, that surprised me, and I don't know if you're in this boat as well, or I just wasn't paying enough attention. Talking about Tom Abercrombie making 400 appearances for the Breakers, we've got a New Zealander playing his, uh, well, he's just played his 200th Premier League game. Chris Wood, um, at Nottingham Forest, put up a tweet. Congratulations on 200 Premier League appearances, Chris, with a, a medal from the Premier League. And I was not shocked, <laughs> that word again, but I was like, <laughs> oh, w- I was, whoa, gee, Surprised. that's happened. I, I was a wee bit because, you know, for he's been spent a lot of time in the Premier League, but also he's, he's been around in different clubs from time to time. He's also had the odd niggling injury. But for most parts, he's had great health and he's been up top banging in goals with his big head. 200 games. Wonderful. Well, 38 games a season, right, in the EPL. So do the math. You need to be in it for half a dozen seasons. Um, 
if you're going at a good clip, you know, playing a lot of games. He hasn't played General. a lot of games in recent times. He's more of a he's become more of a squad player. <laughs> There's nothing to be ashamed about that if you're a squad player in the English Premier League, which is just absolutely stacked. It's ridiculous just how much talent is now sort of condensed in that competition. I, I know, um, you know, a lot of people are worried about a Super League breakaway in Europe. It's happening already, isn't it? It's already happening. Um, you know, the, the EPL is just incredible. Uh, so it's a great... Um, um, achievement to hit that milestone of 200 games. So well done to him, well done to Tro- Tom Abercrombie. And yeah, I'm with you, Louis. He's already played 32 tests for the Kiwis. I think we can excuse him. We can allow him to have an extended break because I want to see more of the smiling uh, Sean Johnson as we did this year for many years to come. Uh, that was the Sports Desk with Polaris. Get a free roof, windscreen, rear panel, wiper kits and tow hitch valued at 5000 on a... Polaris Ranger 1000. After the break, it's the Bulletin with Paddy Gower. Summer or winter, he's the voice of sport in Aotearoa. This is Mornings with Ian Smith on SENZ. The Bulletin. For decades, our politicians here and around the world have been asked whether they've smoked cannabis or not. Tonight, we're going to change it up. Have either of you done MDMA? No. No. Oh, the unmistakable sound of Mr. Paddy Gow, who joins us here on the bulletin. Paddy, hitting all the hard topics as always, they were squirming like they were in a sweaty rave in Berlin, ironically, after that question, weren't they? They were squirming more than being in a sweaty rave in Berlin, mate. They looked like they were at the bottom of an all-black ruck with a pile of MDMA on top of them. 126-kilo prop carrying MDMA sort of weighing down on them, weren't they? (laughs) Oh, mate, it it looks like you enjoy your craft on nights like that, fair to say. I know there's a whole responsibility, but yeah. And I tell you what, unlike unlike the referees at the World Cup, I like to let it play. And the other thing is, there's no bunker. I tell you what, if there was a bunker, we would have been going down downstairs to the bunker on the MDMA question as well, and winding it back on Luxon because he said they weren't criminals. Then he said they were. He basically legalised MDMA. He broke the hearts of everybody at Otago University. He legalised MDMA. Then he unlegalised it all within thirty seconds. <laughs> it was quite he had a the student, He had the student vote, and he had the student vote, and it all went, it all went again. <laughs> he could have kept Winston out. It could have been an absolute, an absolute game changer for them. It is the way, probably, for him to keep Winston out is to legalise MDMA. He'll take the student vote. Peters will be gone, but uh, he might not see it that way. It was an incredible recoil, uh, quite incredible <laughs> recoil in the space of 30 seconds, as uh, you point out. All right, uh, I know you're a massive footy head and a big Taranaki yes. fan. Let's be frank about that. Well, huge. Oh, they're my favourite team. Crowley. Yeah, they're my favourite team over off. and above the All Blacks. Over and above the All Blacks, wow. it goes in descending order. Amber and Blacks, Francis Douglas Memorial College, any team from first 15 through to ninth grade. Then it goes yep. to Copper Rugby Club, then um, probably the Wars, actually, technically, you know, and then the All Blacks. But that's, you know, they're still up there in the top five. Oh, so you'd have Duplessis Karifi starting at number seven for the All Blacks this weekend, wouldn't you? He's another one out of Well, I'd also, well, I'd also have him as captain. I'd also have him as captain as well. 
this weekend. <laughs> I'd, I'd try and get as I'd try and get as many guys as I could out there. I'd get all the, I'd get all the Barretts, um, and I'd even I think Smiley's over there. So I'd get I'd, I'd replace Fozzie with Smiley Barrett as coach, um, yep. and I'd try and get I'd actually try and get Kieran Crowley back as well uh, after the Sicily game. I'd say you know you guys aren't going to make the quarters come back and be involved with the All Blacks because he's a master coach. But I, I I'll say know. this: I know. I yeah, know, but on. I know that we're on SENZ right now. I mean, has anybody called in? Has anybody been talking up the fact that Italy might win this game under the under the magical coaching of Kieran Colt Crowley? Because I'm going to say it right now. I think Italy are the favourites. They've got the best coach um, out out there, and that's no offence to Fozzie. Um, both great journeymen out there in the, back in the day. Both great punters of the leather Adidas ball, the the universal. Um, but I just wonder if Colt Crowley might have it, have it over the APs this weekend. Controversial, I know. Paddy Cower, if Italy do not win, will you resign from News Hub? <laughs> if Italy don't win, will I resign from News Hub? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> okay, hang on. Let me just think that through. <laughs> let me just think that through. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just got my boss next to me that I've heard that. No, I, yeah, I will. If Italy don't win, I'll resign. Did you get that? <laughs> Yeah, we got that. From, we, we got from that. Oh, I'm not going to say what exact roles. I'm just going to put roles here. There are one or two could go. <laughs> <laughs> Might have to get out of it who's on a technicality. I think I'm a firewarden. I think we can dig up my firewarden membership. I might resign that. <laughs> you'd, look good in, you'd look good in one of those hats. But I'd like to know, who's on your Mount Rushmore of Taranaki rugby then? Colt Crowley's well, obviously, obviously there. I'm guessing Smiley yeah, well, Barrett. Obviously, obviously, Colt Crowley is there. Obviously, Smiley Barrett is there. Obviously, all of the Barrett brothers are there, including Kane. So it's quite a big, big Mount Rushmore already. And then, of course, you have Graham Goss-Murray. Um, he'd be quite big, quite prominent there, the former all-black captain. Um, and then you'd have people like Dave Trapper-Lubridge, uh, the best all-black halfback in history. Um, obviously, we've got the best all-black fullback in history in Colt Crowley. Um, you know, so I could go on all day. Look, it's going to be quite a big Mount Rushmore if you want me to name it. But, um, yeah, you know, we'd, have, we'd also have people like Ross Brown. Um, you know, we'd have Bryce Robbins, who was a great... And um, Paul Allen would be there. And don't you worry, um, Andrew Hoare. I know he's technically a South Islander, but he played for us. So how, how, big is this, how big is this Mount Rushmore getting at the moment? Well, it's, it's pretty large. Enough. Well, we can cram in Jason Eaton somehow, right? We've got well, Eaton, in. of course. E- e- Eaton, of course, is on there. Uh, Josh Lord is on there. Um, my favourite all-black at the moment, Tupu Bayi, is on there. So, yeah, this is about... Do you want me to keep, go- you want me to keep going, No, guys? keep going. We've got about, we've got about three yeah. minutes. I'd just like to see how, like, how, deep, how, how deep you can go. How many, we might get someone from the 1920s well, at this rate. Well, I think you'd be looking, if you did go back to the 1920s, um, a goal-kicking all-black lock. Some of your listeners may have heard of him. He's my mate's uncle, Alan Smith. Okay, so this is actually Conrad Smith's uncle. Not many people know this little bit of uh, information about Tamanaki rugby, but Alan Smith, Conrad's uncle, was a lock forward back in the day, but he was a goal-kicking lock forward, and he would have some tremendous clashes with a rather sort of he wasn't quite as good as Alan Smith, in my view. A guy called Colin Meads, um, when Taranaki would play King Country, he was actually better yeah. than Meads, in my view. It's controversial as well. And one of the greatest All Blacks of all time, and I'm sure that some of your older listeners um, will know this, one of the greatest Taranaki All Blacks, very creative first 5'8", Ross Brown. 
uh, the representative, um, the the junior representative rugby is named after him. Guys, this is this is going to go on forever at the moment. I thought we were talking about Taranaki versus Italy. Paddy, 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 Louie yeah. here, mate. Um, Dan's text straight right, away. Paddy P- is on MDMA is, mate, so too you've much. Allowed some, <laughs> you've, allowed some, you've allowed some regional New Zealand rugby content on here, Louie, instead of your sort of one-eyed yeah, yeah, yeah. hand Drop the mandate. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah. So, yeah. yes, yes Louie, how, how can I help? Well, Chris, Chris Luxon just wouldn't stop banging on about how no... All Bla- whenever a national's been in government, the All Blacks have won or not. Well, the other way around, right? Yes. All Blacks have won a World Cup yeah. when Nationals have been in government. Are they, I mean, Ian Foster, I mean, I told Daniel I'd be shocked if the All Blacks win this World Cup. I mean, is the power of a, a, a right-leaning government good enough to get this All Blacks team over the line? Or, I mean, what's your official analysis on that? I, I just think that the, the ship's yeah, sailed. I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. Is it the All Blacks get National in rather than National get the All Blacks to win? I think that's great question. Luxon was per- perhaps wrong. I think actually the All Blacks helped National win rather than the other way around. Um, but the, the main thing, I think, sports-wise that came out of the debate was Christopher Luxon, who's on track to become Prime Minister, promised Sean Johnson a knighthood that night. <laughs> and just like, and that, was, that was right at about the time that he lost the Dally M to Caelan Pong, Pong because he didn't play one more game. So the very least that Luxon could do is put that knighthood in train as soon as he takes the reins of this country. I mean, there is no way that Winston Peters will get in, get in the way of that. Yeah, well, that should be on the top of the list of things we can achieve in the first 100 days while in office, uh, Paddy, for sure. Hey, can someone from, who's as proud of a Tananaki follower as you are, Mr Gower, can you acknowledge the greatness of someone born in Palmerston North who went to Fielding High School, who's played in red and black most of his life, and Sam Whitelock going past Richie McCaw? Let's finish on this. I can, I can absolutely 100% acknowledge Sam Whitelock, Sam Whitelock's family, um, all of them, you know, how many tests between them? And what, what about also the power of that school and fielding to produce All Blacks? I actually just saw the New Zealand schools uh, named yesterday, and there's another player out of there in with all of the sort of, you know, let's, let's be honest, basically professional rugby academies out of Auckland where these guys are paid and who knows what, what goes on. But fielding agricultural still producing schoolboy players. And yes, Sam Whitelock, Okay, he's a crusader. There's nothing we can do about that, but he's still a great New Zealander, you know, and, um, you know, he cheats for the crusaders. We know that. McCaw did the same thing, but when they put on the black jumper, we can forget all about that. So, yeah, absolutely. Sam Paddy Gower's a great Cantabrian. And, That's what we're hearing. Well, Paddy, Paddy well, Gower well, is man, essentially well, a Cantabrian. Well, that, that's what Canterbury. I'm getting. My old man supports Canterbury, and I've been putting up with the kind of stuff that you put on here on the radio, Louis. All my life, I know propaganda when I see it. That's what makes me so good at pursuing politicians because I've dealt with one-eyed cantabs all my life, like you. So, yeah, I'm just going to bat you guys away. Paddy, thanks so much for dropping by, mate. Great to hear your voice. Great to hear you. Uh, yeah, enjoy yeah. life. Uh, and I look forward I to you calling it on my I don't, what, fi- I don't know what... Well, I don't know what we were talking about there, but it was good. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for you to call back on Monday and announce your resignation. I've got to go and sign up for something that I can... I've got to go and find something here that I can resign from now. <laughs> go well, mate. Okay. Enjoy, enjoy the cult beating the All Blacks. Uh, Paddy Gow, yeah. uh, proud on... Yeah, a proud Taranaki boy. That might have come through. Absolutely. Yeah. A good bit of fun to end the week, eh? We all can have a laugh. Nine minutes away from 12 o'clock. 
Uh, a big thanks to Paddy Gower uh, for joining us there. That was the bulletin. It was a unique bulletin. I loved it, Louis. I loved it. Back <laughs> after the break, eight away from 12.